podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the third transfer show of the summer. I'm Trev Downey and from now on, theoretically, I'll be in the uh, host seat for this and hopefully we'll have lots more of them to do and I'm going to be joined every week that we do it by Dave Davis. How are you doing, man? Yeah, very good, thank you. Even better now you're back as well, Chief. <laughs> good of you to say, but as I said to you before the mics went live, you're really going to have to do all the heavy lifting on this, Chief, because I have been out of the loop, um, both enforcedly and by choice. Uh, so I'm sort of not really with it in the way I normally would be with what's going on. Uh, so we'll very much be taking the lead from you as we go. And I thought we'd start by having a look at, and by the way, to give Dave his due. Uh, Dave's the one who's put the agenda for the show together today. So I'm literally just, like I say, wandering through the forest with my mate here who's going to tell me what's going on. So we thought we might start, Dave, with some obviously Liverpool updates. Yeah. It's probably a little bit quieter than we'd like. Um, um, and obviously an awful lot of people are still in the mourning phase with the exit of Sadio. We've seen all the statements. People have had all their reactions. It's a done deal and it's behind us now and it's probably the best way to look at it. I was a little yeah. bit uncomfortable with all the wallowing that was going on. I have to say, man, I love them. I think Sadio's probably our most important player of the club era. But the wallowing now is is enough. Uh, let, let's move on. So if we look at what's the what's done, um, there's a lot of outgoings that we're, we're talking yeah. about. So, so Sadio's out. Taki Minamino deal looks to be agreed. Yeah. Nico looks like he's out the gap as well. Um, and then there's Ben Davies rumours. So would you mind wrapping yeah. up for people so they can get an idea of what's going on with those four, at least? Yeah, of course. I mean, don't, like you said, don't really need to talk much more about Sadio. That is all done. Um, Taki, we saw movement this week, didn't we? Pretty much confirmed that with add-ons, everything in, they're talking around the 15.5 million mark to Monaco. Went a bit quiet after the, the deal was said to be agreed, but Monaco come out the out the gate and said, "Yeah, we've got him. He was our main target." So they pretty much done the confirmation there for us. We're just waiting for the shirt photos and etc. That way, um, Nico is a one that again a lot of people, a lot of the the big hits in the press are saying offers galore. We know we've talked upon it the last few weeks that there is offers galore. It's all going to be about where Nico picks for the World Cup to team up for that realistically in his future career. Favourite seems to be pretty unanimous across the board that Forrest are in talks around the 15 million mark. So we'll see if we even get movement on that today or later in the week. And then the uh, the old forgotten man of Anfield, Ben Davis. Yeah, that literally come back off his Sheffield United loan. He's already paid for himself twice over, which is brilliant. 
And the strong links, again, tend to be Celtic and also Middlesbrough are in the picture. So we're asking for a fee there around the five million mark. But exactly as you put it, Trev, it's, it's just all exits now. We literally are just missing the stewardess outside Anfield with a life jacket on, you know, pointing to your, you know, pointing your exit and doing the, the graphics for you, the visuals there. Because it's what it's going to be. You have to think, Diaz was in January. The big money's gone on Nunes. I know people are going to say, yeah, the man... The Mane money's in, but you've got to keep in mind the only guarantee we have with Mane at the moment is £27.5 which isn't the the biggest fee. So it is just going to be a focus on outgoings, whether that be permanent or loans even for other players as well. How how are those particular arrangements sitting with you? Because again, you and I, I think, are pretty much in agreement when it comes to the type of toxicity that you can expose yourself to online people dig in they get in a trench and they start lobbing grenades at each other i find that beyond tedious i think you're in the same boat as me dave on that Uh, i'm not interested in picking fights with liverpool fans it seems like the most idiotic way to spend your your uh your your precious minutes um yeah but p- people are taking positions on all of this and people are getting their imaginary uh, ledgers and checkbooks out and they're talking about liverpool's money as if they have some sort of grand scheme and an yeah. understanding of it. It, it it bugs me no end so on, on a personal level let's leave all the fucking money out of it. on a personal level how does that sit with you? Um, Mane at the gap, Tacky looks like he's going, Nico Williams looks like he's going, and like you said, Ben Davies, who, uh, let's be honest, the poor fella, it's been a weird sort of a, 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 an interlude in his career for him, looks like he's on the way out. And that mightn't be it, man. There might be more. There's some so- yeah. sort of very disconcerting rumours around Mo Salah's contract and things like that. So what, what, how is it sitting with you, this push for the exit door? Do you just see it as a function of, look, this is a necessity. We have to balance the books. You've already kind of alluded to that. Yeah, I think if, you, if you've not realised by now FSG is largely going to run it as a business, then where have you been for the last sort of six, seven years, whatever it's been in their stewardship? In this regard, you, you still have to look at, at where we are and what the aims are. That I do get people would like midfield, especially reinforcements. I get that. I totally understand that. However, put it in context there's there's been a big outlay on Diaz there in January there's been a big outlay now on Nunes the books have to be balanced and naturally that goes in different ways with people like Origi leaving on a free you know seeing Mane Taki also I get the backdrop of that the team has aged somewhat from last season so it's almost a clock mark two team I saw someone call it the other day And, and I get that aspect of it as well but Bloody hell, Trev, it's a long transfer window. And if people are going to start losing their shit now, it's going to be a long way till the start of the season in August, really, isn't it? Let's be honest. So, bit of calm. Trust the. If you don't trust the people now, whenever you're going to trust them, I mean, look at the record. It's It really is pretty much unblemished. So, trust them. Let's just see what happens and remain calm. What do you say to the people who, who are trusting Joycey? <laughs> As a result, <laughs> as a result, there I know, and I'm teeing up something that we're going to talk about in a few minutes, which is the poll that you uh, put out about yeah. um, incomings. So, what do you, what do you think about that? I mean, in 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 terms of that, because I think you've hit on a really key word here. It does come down to that notion. If you want to have peace of mind, it's about like like everything in life, man. It's what do you believe? Like, what's your belief system? Yeah. And a lot of people put a tremendous amount of faith in what Joyce says 
because he tends to be mostly right uh, and mostly on the, in the know. Um, if that is the case, um, it will be a long summer for some people, won't it, if they can't get their heads around? Yeah, I think if you look at and Joyce, the good thing about someone like Paul Joyce, you know, the oracle of that level, he doesn't really deal in speculation. He deals in fact. He publishes out early when he finds it. He knows it's fact. And naturally, he will repeat what the club are briefed him. So when the club brief him that the plan is, we're not going to really look to strengthen that midfield until 2023. Like you said, people go crazy. It's natural that there's a couple of things that could be true. That might be the plan. That's completely possible. The plan might also be that they would have liked to have signed a midfielder, which we know in Tuamani, we knew that was, you know, part of what we were trying to do. But now they can't get him. They'll move on to their list of other targets. And Christ, we could recycle Bellingham all day in different pods, couldn't we? But if they don't believe they can get him till 2023, whatever that looks like, that might be what they're going for. So things don't have to be sort of one way or the other. It doesn't mean that no midfielder could come in. It could still happen. And I know I totally appreciate I'm answering this like a politician. It's just trying to give it that full context. Opinion-wise, I think at the moment, Liverpool are waiting to see how the chips fall. They really are and what progresses. It's so early in the window. And there's, like you said, exits, opportunities. There's a million things that could still happen. Diaz is the example, and people have got to keep this in mind. Liverpool had no plans to sign anyone in January. No plans at all. They moved because Tottenham moved. It accelerated that plan. Who knows what's going to happen before the summer? What move triggers what? So I believe what Joyce was said is in the club briefed in that. I believe in some element that is how it stands at the moment. However, saying it again, there is a long way until this window closes and you know we're going to be speaking about this again no doubt of course of course of course and, and we'll touch on it again in a few minutes when we when we refer to the poll but whatever about exits and look, people looking like they're on their way out permanently for with various moves they're also probably big loan situations that are possible yeah. as well with the likes of lewis cometio bradley um maybe vandenberg and i i, I as i listen to um your namesake on a, on a regular basis on his daily show as well and he's been touting a move uh for curtis on loan um again you know with the midfield situation as it is that's a that's that's one that will be a controversial shout what do you what do you know what have you heard around loan moves or possibilities thereof from what we've heard and what we know, and this isn't me trying to go all ITK, by the way, but it pretty much, it's also been confirmed by a few various people. It's almost like we're we're emptying the crash now summer's over. You know, like you said, Lewis, <laughs> yeah, Meteo, yeah. Bradley. I was, it's, it's no one that you'd think this is the first team picture, so to speak. I know, like I say, Curtis has been mentioned genuinely, or, and we mentioned it the other week, they have had inquiries galore. They have battered them off for Curtis straight away. It's not even been a, we'll consider it, it's been a straight no, don't ask again type of thing. So the only other things that might happen from a loan perspective, it's going to be maybe who shines in pre-season. You know, usually we have a star, don't we, in pre-season, like a youth player that looks good. And before you know it, good for them. They're out the door, so to speak. They're getting that first team experience. Van der Berg, you know, you mentioned as well. So I really don't see 
any loan exits bar the kids, the youth teams, realistically. Maybe those on the, the fringes, but Curtis, not going anywhere. Now, the big story is that's by the way that's interesting because like i said there's it's 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 an opinion that's quite passionately held by some people i i i tend to agree with you entirely i have to say uh but as regards the big sort of elephant in the room, it's the Salah contract always has been. Yeah. It's it was in the in the run up to uh the the Champions League final as well. Um there's been a very different sort of take on Mo uh since the second half of the season happened, despite the fact he scooped up all the rewards and people will tell you about all the various metrics which show that his output was X, Y, and Z. In reality, where it really counts getting things over the line by scoring the actual goals uh, in the way that he had been doing, there was definitely a contrast between the first and the second halves of the season. Uh, that's yeah. not really up, that's not up for debate, Dave. That's like I've seen some really tedious kind of conversations going over and back with people pointing to various metrics. Look, the metric would be score a fucking goal in the Champions League final. Score, you know, do that type of thing. That's that's what he's he's so good. We yeah. needed him to do that. And 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 alas, that's the difference between us possibly staring down the the, the barrel of a, of a quadruple or not. And it's not putting all of it on Mo's shoulders. We're just yeah. saying when you've got somebody that good, Dave, you need him to be that good if you're going to challenge the very very best and win these big prizes. It's as simple as that. That's the pressure that comes with that role. The pressure that he's yeah. created for for himself by being this good now we come to the speculation about why why is this contract not getting signed i mean i for one my my take has always been give the lad whatever he wants but i understand that goes against a kind of a, a club policy and therefore i'm not going to get into playing money they're going to run it the way they're going to run it and you and i have no say in that what's your feeling on how things are progressing around the most solid situation um from from what's been said, and this this could be two and two and getting 27 in all honesty, but it, it literally seems a little bit of a, a stalemate, for want of a better phrase at the moment. Honest belief is, two part, this is going to, and it's easy for journos this, isn't it? This can just rumble and rumble and rumble all summer till yeah. that window closes. Why he's not signed the contract. It's easy clickbait. It's easy material in that regard. You're going to have to accept that, Liverpool fans. It just is what it is in that regard. However, the second part to that is, if you don't believe that by the end of the summer, a top European club hasn't had a serious go at trying to get Mo Salah on a discounted value, you know, come on. If, if you can get a player that good into your club for a, a year left on his deal, cheaper value than he would be normally, you're going to try it, so to speak. So I, I've no, don't get me wrong, I've no doubt that's been going on. You know, other top clubs have been courting his agent and letting him know. I suspect that's part of the whole negotiation process. But someone by the end of the window is going to make a serious play at Salah. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to go by any means. He's been quite clear and said, I want to stay on, and also then later, as we know, I'm going to spend my last year, you know, I'll be at Liverpool, if it is the last year, that's my words, I should say, I'm going to be at Anfield next season. So that is what we know. Personal speculation is, personal belief, we have one more go. There's one more compromise, shall we say, where, we, where it's Salah, this is it. This is what we can give you. This is the best deal. At some point, he then has to say, 
it's yes or no, isn't it? If it's a no, I believe he stays. I think it'll be an amicable last year because a year of top class Mo Salah is better than a year. I know people are going to argue about get the alternative in the money. I get that. But we're talking about a world-class player. And it could actually mean the difference between the title next year or not, let's be honest. So I think whatever happens, that he will stay. However, and this is a little politician, I totally get this, but albeit I wouldn't be surprised if an offer comes in and people are just in that boardroom are thinking, hang on a minute, what can we get in? But gut, because I've got to, I've got to come off the fence with this one, I appreciate he stays next season, whatever. Yeah, yeah, and like like you said, they they are the words from the man himself, um, and uh, that in itself is reassuring. Uh, again, not playing the money game. Uh, I, I understand the consequences of him staying and walking away without <laughs> the club being able to cash in on a player of Mo Salah's stature. That's a sort of bananas scenario. But there's this is where we are, and there are trade offs to be made. And like you said. Uh, a happy Salah in his last year could be the difference between us getting a, a big yeah. years over the line, which is which is literally why any of us are in this, if we're being honest, Dave. And, you know, that yeah. brings us nicely then to 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 uh, the poll, um, which I'd like you to tee up um, uh, just in terms of what it was that the question was asked and any results that came out of it. And we might take it from there. Yeah, we, we asked it in a, a few places on your the social media, Discord platforms, etc. So it was around. Simple question, will Liverpool sign any first-team players? So it's important to say that first-team squad players, not youth players, etc. We wouldn't get a game, but first-team squad players by the end of this summer transfer window. Naturally, that prompts the old, not saying meltdowns, but extreme reactions, as you phrased it, from some different rationales, different opinions, is what it is, so to speak, but we, we asked people for that and we got a, a varying contrast. Then we got mini battles on various platforms. So it was interesting, definitely. And I'll go first. I'll be honest. You know, when you want to, someone says, give me a number and you want to say something slash something. I want to say yeah. zero or one, but, but we've got to commit on this. So I'm going to say zero, Trev. I think at the smart money at the moment is zero. I know, again, it's politician. One wouldn't surprise me, but if you had to bet right now, zero. Yeah, and uh, the, the most popular uh, choice in the poll was, again, remind me? One. I think literally the, the last, if you look across all the platforms, one just about shaded it. But again, we'll go in zero <laughs> slash one, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's here's where we have to balance this, right? So you and I are looking down the barrel of doing uh, a summer of these shows together. And like genuinely, I, you know, uh, this is it, it's the type of thing I love doing. So I'm looking forward to that. But at the same time, um, it, it, it's possibly very much just as well that the the transfer show is not called the Liverpool transfer show in that regard. Yeah. Because, because, you know, it could be just a summer reds-wise of confirming various loan deals for fellas who are heading out uh, and exits for fellas who are heading out if that is the case. And it would seem, go, going by the poll, that, you know, despite the fact that people might be hopeful or excited or whatever uh, in this part of the 
year, the off season, um, there's a heavy, heavy dose of, of reality. I'm wondering, is it the power of Joycey, you know, in that regard, um, I will have to commit as well. And I don't think just because we're not getting a, a midfielder in, and by the way, my tuppence on this, because I haven't really spoken to you on the, one of these shows yet. I remember a couple of years ago, I said, if we didn't get a centre half in, it would be ne- uh, negligent and it could cost us and ended up doing so. And I feel that situation is exactly the same now with regards to the midfield. My personal opinion, which is all this is, is that there's a, a lack of um, a robust, energetic, creative midfield player uh, in yeah. that in that mix that we currently have there if you go through each of them there are little issues that make you raise your eyebrow in 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 too many cases regards fitness and availability so for me that midfield needed addressing we had too many lined up i don't think you just don't do that um with and i don't think we can i don't think we win the big prizes with the current lot but what the hell do i know so for me i would love to think that we're still quietly working in the background and joycey's throwing a googly uh, and everybody won't see it coming when it happens so for that reason i'm going to go optimistically i always do with one coming in but i think it will be that big one that's that's my hope dave and uh, you know i i i exist to be disappointed you know <laughs> Well, do you know what, Trev? In simple terms, we've both put our necks on the line, haven't we? Zero or one. So one of us is probably going to be wrong and one of us yeah. is going to get pelters either way. So we'll just see who has to put the tin hat on, basically. Well, dude, let's hope both of us are wrong. We get two or three in, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so let's see how that goes. We may revisit that poll uh, uh, in four weeks' time and see if it's a little bit more yeah. doom and gloom or a little bit more optimistic. Now, we should have a wider view because, like I say, this show and we've got all oh, 20 odd minutes left and the second 20 minutes is going to be uh, focused on looking around at other signings that are going on at the moment um, and of course uh, we could start maybe with some of the big moves uh, that we're seeing in Europe um, yeah. Dort- Dortmund for, exact- for example um, lots of yeah. lots going on there in the wake of their big uh, big uh, uh, well big windfall and, and I suppose the the the, uh, the, the knock on effect from that they've got Haller from Ajax, they've got Naomi, yeah. uh, Nicholas Sula, they've got uh, Schlotterbeck, Braff, a lot of movement there. That's a quite a reshaping of, of that squad. Yeah, it is, it's literally, oh, Dortmund, uh, they're, they're known for, for buy-in and obviously they've got that almost, I call it like a second link in the chain for the big clubs, as in they buy the young stars, don't they? They make them into stars and then the big clubs come and poach them. That's their business model, so to speak. So naturally, they've had that with Haaland and Sancho, the two big exits, and we don't need to get into all the speculation around Bellingham, but he's the the next one that's expected out the door, whenever that will be. They've gone bigger than maybe many expected. Like you said, Haller from Ajax, there's the striker. Adeyemi from Salzburg, yeah, big names. Two centre-backs as well, so Sula on a free, Schlotterbeck, you know, German internationals, Braff from City, and now... The other one that actually came out late, late last night and even seems to be suggested this morning in a few places is Chuck Wemmicker. They've got him lined up. They've done a deal from Aston Villa. A bit unknown on that wow. because he has 12 months left to go. So people don't know if it's a, a deal that's going through now, you know, when they pay Villa that bit of compensation, so to speak, for the year, or if it's a deal in place that when he's a free next season type of things. There's a little bit of unknown with that. Naturally, that prompts the whole 
is that Bellingham's replacement? And obviously, wheels turn on that. But I think the thing to look at is, it's a lot of players in. And if you, if you almost have that, I call it the FIFA mindset. It looks great, doesn't it? We've got all these players in, etc., etc., and all these golden boy players coming in. And even that NAF they've got at, um, on loan at Frankfurt, he's been a star. So people are talking about bringing him back. I don't understand that as well. History tells us, this sounds terrible, this never works well. When does it ever work well to sell one of your top players and you bring in six and seven and then you're successful straight away? Never worked for Liverpool, did it? If you remember when we sold Suarez and bought about a thousand youngsters in and we remember that dreaded front line of the old Balotelli, Ricky Lambert, you know, Barini, that, that didn't really work well. Spurs did it with Bale, didn't they? They sold him and then bought about seven or eight players in. It never works well to bring in that higher volume and expect them to, you know, hit the ground running and be successful straight away. Especially, Hummels is old now. That You know, he's a veteran player. That is what it is. Sula and Schlotterbeck. Sounds great on the surface, but look at history, Trev. When does it ever work well to bring in two new starting centre-backs? You know, people need to embed. They need time. So, this is going to sound controversial. I'm, I'm going to put a bit of a tin hat on again here. I think they're going to struggle a little bit. Maybe not at the start, maybe not, you know, it might come good at the end, but there's going to be a period where Dortmund are going to struggle. They're short in midfield anyway. Witzel's gone, you know, so that's another question mark. I actually think that volume of players, the time it's going to take, and that doesn't mean they're all going to be unsuccessful, by the way. I think a few of those will still shine, but that volume of players, it would not surprise me at all if they finish something like 10 points or more behind Bayern at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. The only thing I can think of in terms, and it wasn't quite as spectacular, it's in our own history where Rushy went off for 3.2 million and then Kenny kind of re, re, rejigged and turned turned our squad into that incredible squad with all those wonderful incomings like Barnes and Beardsley and Houghton and yeah. all that. And that, that wasn't a direct, it's not, it wasn't as simple as that. Um, but that's, you know, it, it, it really wasn't as simple as that. It's the only thing I can think of where there was ever anything like a, a massive rejig which ended up being so supremely successful. I think you're, I think you're on the money there. And one the things you alluded to in 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 your points that you're making there was this uh, golden boy stuff and yeah that in and of itself is quite interesting because um you know unless i'm very much mistaken when you look at past winners and you look at the the, the collection of lads who are up for it there doesn't tend to be too much fall off away in terms of quality these are lads who are going to be good uh, let's say um wasn't our own divok the golden boy at one stage, or certainly a nominee. Yeah, uh, nominee. Yeah. The, the 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 recently departed. Um, and in this case, you're looking at Bellingham, Mukoku, and like you mentioned, Nauf as well. Um, what do you what are you thinking around this as as a as any kind of an indicator of future greatness? Is is it something that's like a token, or is it something that you know we should look at seriously in 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 your in your uh, eyes as something that's a real indicator of 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 greatness to come? It it's a difficult one in the sense of Dortmund are in a transfer perspective what I call the second link in the chain. So normally, if you think the first link, there'll be a player at a bit of a random club. I know that sounds harsh, 
Then he moves to what I call the second link in the chain, i.e. that European spotlight. There's clubs that specialise in this. Dortmund and Benfica are right, right at the top of this sort of second link. They buy players like Bellingham, you know, Young, Sancho, you know, they, they specialise in that type of recruitment. And they make them stars, don't they, to a certain point. And then the third link, the final link in the chain, the big sharks come in, don't they? It's simple as that. You know, they come in. We're probably in that third link in the chain. We don't necessarily want to be. We want to try and be between second and third. So we're not paying top whack, top premium. But Dortmund are the absolute specialists in that. So whilst it looks great on the surface for transfer values and money, it doesn't really equate to success because Dortmund have got that almost a little bit of a Spurs element that they can have good periods, but it, it, since Klopp's gone, it never really quite works. They always crash and burn at some point, so to speak. So some of these will go on to be stars. Absolutely, I, I put great money on that. Will it mean success for Dortmund? will bet on it one bit, Trav. I think that's fair. I think that's fair in terms of prediction for that particular award. Any ideas? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's 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 been it's been a topic, hasn't it? It really has, and it uh, it, it won't go away because despite all the the the, the black pill merchants, there's still going to be people who are holding on to uh, possibly ridiculous levels of hope around that type of thing yeah. as well, and, and and he won't go away until there's something sorted there with his future. Um, now to skip around and again there is there is an, a Liverpool link here uh, yeah. to have a look a bit closer to home at some movement uh, with, pre- with Premier League rivals and there are three supported uh, oh, sorry promoted sides obviously Forest, Fulham, Bournemouth and there's a lot going on there, man. A lot going yeah. on with these clubs, as, you, as of course you would expect, right? They they can't just come up with the squad that they have and hope everything is going to go fine. Um, well, they can, and some have, some have tried it in the past uh, to various levels of, of of success. But we'll start with Forest, and there is a big kind of Liverpool link here in terms of a little bit of a windfall um, from Awanyi. Um, uh, yeah. And the, 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 his career trajectory. So for those who aren't in the know, would you fill folks in on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, a player that we've had for, for quite a while, but there was some next thinking, who's that? Never actually played a game, mainly work permit issues. So it's been repeated loans of, of quite success. And then especially the, the last loan he had with us was to Union Berlin, who naturally made that move permanent. Since then, since he's had that permanent move, he's had an absolutely storming season, to be fair. So 15 goals in the Bundesliga, 20 in all competitions as well. Naturally peaked a lot of teams in Europe. I think there's a, they actually said a specific release clause there of, of 20 million euros. And Forrest have chosen him as the man to lead their line. So they've activated that. So translates on an exchange rate, roughly, you know, 1.75. Well, seven, 1.75 million. I'm saying that because that's our 10%. So 17 and a half million in total. So yeah, nice little windfall. Um, might not be the only one we get from Forest, so to speak. But yeah, hopefully a, a wish him success. But we'll see. 
You know, that's obviously the direct link into uh, looking at Nico Williams and the potential we yeah. mentioned earlier on for him to go there. Just again, taking all uh, um, Willy Wonty analysis out of it, you'd have to say that'd probably be a great move for Nico himself. Uh, and were it to happen, um, you know, he's obviously already an international footballer of some. Yeah some success and some notes. I'm sure he'd like to retain that status. I don't know how much under threat that status would be if he were to go uh, to a non-Premier League club. I mean, Wales, a bit like my own country, Ireland, are not in a position to pick and choose. You just got to go with the best you've got. And he seems to be that for them. Um, But it would be a good move for the kid, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think Forrest did so well. They had Jed Spence there, and I think a lot of people assumed that that move would be made permanent, but doesn't look like it. It looks like he's headed for Spurs, so they need that right-sided, almost right-back, wing-back that they also play as well. So I think it'd be a great move for him. He'd be a first-team starter. They try and play quite aggressive attacking football, and if we can get, which is suggested they're in talks around this 15 million mark, and hopefully playing another one of the promoter clubs off against each other. But we know there's multiple offers in there. Anything around 15 million, I think, for Nico, it's just great business for every single party involved. The other story is uh, Henderson on loan from United. Yeah. Um, pretty highly rated Henderson uh, by a lot of people. Um, what do you think of that as a move for Forrest? Great, great move again for both, I think. In the nicest way, having had that loan at Sheffield United, people wanted to see him take it his next step, and he got sold a load of false promises at United, didn't he? That he was going to challenge David De Gea, and he's almost wasted that year of his career. In a way, when Forrest came up, their keeper, I think Bryce Amber said, I'm not going to renew, so that surprised a lot of people. I actually think, though, they're ending up, these circumstances dictated, with a better keeper than he is anyway. I think it's a great move. I'm not saying Henderson is world beating, but I think for... Forest, that is a great, if it does happen, which it looks likely, on loan signing, great signing. Now, if they were to stay up and do reasonably well and have a protracted period of time in the Premier League, then you could see something like that becoming permanent. Of course, that is the question. Uh, and again, fully, fully hands in the in the air here. I'd have limited knowledge of what was going on in the um divisions below the one in which Liverpool operate um, I'd have a curiosity a natural curiosity I always have so you'd be kind of aware but there's a simple question to be asked here do you think Forrest do enough to stay up man? I this is again I'm going to not be politician I think just and when I look at the promoted teams they're the ones I actually have the most hope for because of the manager and the signings they're making I think you know, if they look at the keeper, the striker, it's that spine of the team which you always need to focus on or have improved or be top level already when it comes up. So I actually just get sneaking suspicion out of all of them. They do best the promoted teams. And I think, I don't know why, Trev, but I just think they just survive. I have that feeling too. And I can't, uh, I can't be any more scientific than that I have that feeling about it at this stage I think uh, you can do all the analytics you want based on on, yeah. on, on championship uh, performance because it doesn't translate at all really uh, and you know the teams have, have, have absolutely 
walked it and then struggled. So it, and 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 unlikely candidates have come up and and, and established themselves. So it can it, it'll very much depend. But I, I would say this: I think there's a strong sort of uh, way of working there and a system. And I I have admired it when I've seen it in the past, yeah. in the recent past. So I think I think they might have enough as well. The other uh, two, of course, are Fulham and Bournemouth. And to start with yeah. uh, Fulham, there's, again, lots going on here. Um, Carvalho uh, joining us will obviously leave them with a sort of situation that they're going to have to address because yeah. he's highly effective for them. Um, the, that that will be a key thing that they have to address. Uh, there are a couple of other bits and bobs that are um, possibly going on as well. So we'll just uh, address them one by one. But just on the Carvalho thing first, because of the Liverpool link, um, a very unique footballer uh, who did yeah. a super, super job for them, Dave. I mean, uh, not going to be easy to replace. When you're talking about translating a system, um, from what you did last year to what you're going to do next year in the Premier League, uh, he's been pretty vital for them. He's absolutely crucial. I mean, it, it was no coincidence we're talking about Championships Young Player of the Year in their team of the year. This is going to be fascinating, but I think we've got an absolute bargain in regards to five million. You know, I know it can go up to eight with potential add-ons, but I think this could be one we look back on and say that's a bargain. But I know we're talking about Fulham, so what does it mean for them? A massive hole in their side. And probably shows my hand because it popped into my head a minute ago when we were saying Fulham and Bournemouth. For me, Trev, this is the race for 19th. I know that sounds terrible, but this really is the race for 19th next season that they've lost him already. I know they've been linked with people like Paulhenia from Sporting and, you know, Solomon's maybe coming in and it's, it's a lot of inquiries. Like I think Moise Keane's even been mentioned. Nico, you know, possibly. But I look at Fulham, I think they've lost him. So that's a massive weakness already. Who's going to supply Mitrovic? Is Mitrovic going to be as effective in the Premier League? No. He's lost his supply? Yes. Right. Do Fulham have defensive problems? Yes. Are they going to probably get exposed at the Premier League level? Yes. Um, unless something major happens for... Fulham in the transfer market, and this sounds brutal, I might be getting pelters from Fulham and Bournemouth fans, it is the race for 19th for me, simple as that. Listen, that's exactly what this show is all about, this stage is our opinions and things, and uh, we don't, either of us, purport to have uh, is sort of uh, godlike knowledge about what's going to happen in any way, shape, or form. So it's all about opinions. Yeah. And, you know, when you when you do see the wounds inflicted on the squad, as opposed to what they appear to have done so far to address those, it's hard to argue what you said there, man. It really is, and that leads us to Bournemouth, the last of these. Um, now, obviously, the Nat Phillips situation is the yeah. Liverpool link here, and look. Uh, Nat had done wonders uh, and 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 really elevated himself to a super position. And just let me adapt one of the whiny um, Twitter voices for a second and say, why didn't we sell him when he was really really uh, you know high profile? Why didn't we do Why didn't yeah. we do it then? So this is this is what you're going to hear uh, because yeah. now there's talking about a loan. And that that's gonna stick in 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 the uh, amateur uh, accountant's craw, isn't it? Yeah, it's. I think there was a we almost made that natural assumption, which which is completely logical that when he loaned to Bournemouth and then they they did go up, 
brill. We're just gonna they're gonna pull the trigger. They're gonna be a natural. We're gonna pay the eight ten million type of thing, whatever it is. However, the suggestion is now that it's looking at another season long loan. Now, there's different rationale behind that. I think part of it is, oh look at our defensive crisis. So at least if we've got you know Liverpool have insisted on that, so we've got that fifth option to come back in in case it goes wrong. I'm not sure that really works well for the player or for for us particularly, but that's an opinion. I just don't think this is a good move if it is a loan for Nat. That I get he's going to be playing first-team football, but he's been messed around a lot. And he kind of intimated in his last interview, you know, he wants that settled home. He wants to be playing football at the highest level possible. So I don't really understand why it's not a move. But the indications are, at this stage, a loan to Bournemouth is looking favourite. Yeah, and like I say, and by the way, when I say whiny voices, I mean, I can absolutely see the logic in those whiny, whiny voices. It's just I, I don't yeah. really see the point. <laughs> you know, yeah, I never no, see the exactly. point. Do you know, it's it's, it's it's such a concentrated waste of energy. Uh, now, they're, again, very, very quiet uh, in yeah. the whole uh, uh, making, making uh, uh, adjustments for a Premier League squad situation. Ryan Fredericks, uh, Joe Rothwell... Um, yeah. But apart from that, there's not a whole lot going on. And I, and again, I'm, I'm wondering is it, were you, you were including Bournemouth, weren't you, when you were talking about the race for 19th? Yeah, exactly that. I think it, it's, this sounds terrible. Rightly, Bournemouth fans may pile on me if anyone hears this from who is a Bournemouth fan. But Fredericks and Rothwell scream of top level championship signings. You know when Norwich usually come up and just you think who. What? That's not going to keep you up. It has a feeling like that, that they're almost preparing for, this is a good signing, we'll get him a season in the Premier League, but we're preparing for when we come back to the Championship. I know that sounds harsh, but that is what those players scream out to me. So, Fulham and Bournemouth, the race for 19th. (laughs) Now, I am going to be as good as my word. I told you I'd get you out of here for half, and that's exactly what we're going to do. So the show is a little bit uh, cut off. We were going to look at a couple of other bits and bobs with other clubs, but that can easily wait for our next show next week, Dave. And what yeah. we'll do is we'll wrap this one up. It's been an absolute pleasure working with you uh, on this, man. I look forward to doing plenty of them as we move on through the summer. Been a pleasure. Like the saying goes, you date a drinkle, you marry a downy. So, been an absolute pleasure, eh? <laughs> harsh and guy, harsh and guy. Uh, we have we have reached the end. We're going to wrap it up for this one, folks. It'll be a little bit longer next week. Just uh, circumstances got in the way today, so it, that's why it's only forty forty five. We'll be back to the hour format from the next one, so you can look forward or not to that. Myself and Dave will be there regardless. You heard Dave Davis. I've been Trev Downey. Uh, Guy Drinkle in absentia today, but he'll probably be back with us next week. This was the transfer show, and we'll speak to you soon. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. 
Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.